It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of There's Some Negroes in This Palace. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Get the Belt, home of Melanin Magnificence and Kingdom of Belts. I'm your host, Miles, and this week, to celebrate Women's Month, we've got a phenomenal woman in his house tonight. We are joined by my very good friend, known, to, like, I feel like you're known to so many people at Studio Pixie. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, do people, are people going to, are you more known for Studio Pixie or, is, or am I saying the Naomi Ray? Yeah, I mean, I guess social side of things in terms of social media, um, I'm probably known as Studio Pixie, but definitely, yeah, yeah Naomi is all over the place. So. Naomi! Yeah. All over the place. All over yes. the place, sorry. Yes. Even in Beyonce's ears. <laughs> right? Okay. So, um, everybody, yeah, you uh, who you can hear is Naomi herself. Um, like I said, a, a nice little clubhouse friend of mine. A nice turn-up friend of mine. But I actually knew about... Well, I didn't know about Naomi previously. But I subconsciously knew about Naomi because I was wearing this... B-side um, top years and years ago because I saw yes. Beyonce, you know, was accused. Yeah, she was accused of miming some things. And she wore this really cute top which said, can I live on it? And like the picture went viral and like she was all over the blogs. And then lo and behold, we're just out for drinks. And then I can't remember who it was, but like, oh, you know, you know, it was Naomi that made that. And I was like, It really? was Mel Shay. Are you joking me? to Mel. It was Mel Shay. She was like, yes, you know, she made Shea. it. Yeah, that was. And it was. That was. It was, you know, I was like, oh my goodness. I couldn't believe it. I was starstruck. Oh my days. Behave, man. Yeah, that was um me and Justina. So we had, um, shout out to Justina. We had a yes, man. creative duo set up as Quirksville. And. Mm-hmm. During that time, we were working on stuff with B-Side. We worked on some bits of Adidas as well. We had some cool projects that we got to work on. Um, and that was one of them. That yeah. was more kind of speculative. It was just like we sent a whole load of designs off and said, well, how do you think about these different um, visuals? And Wale ran mm-hmm. with that one. And yeah, it turned into a viral moment because um, 
I can't remember the name of it the really stylist did. who got it to Beyonce. But yeah, obviously it blew up, especially from that um, uh, situation when, what was it? When she was accused of not singing the of anthem. The miming. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And then the next day it was, can, said, I can I live? live? Yes. Yeah. Can I live? <laughs> what are your designs? We'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you are a London-based art director and senior creative You've worked for people like Charlotte Tilbury, Estee Lauder. Like you've designed um, amazing illustrations for people like Kalechi Okafor. Um, you've done like so much, right? Yeah, I've worked in a lot of different places. Um, I'm I'm definitely fashion, a hybrid creative. Yeah, fashion, luxury brands, um, some streetwear, music. youth, music, um, just overall culture. So yeah, that's definitely me. Um, so yeah, I'm always active. Yeah. Always active. What are your like like top three achievements that you're most proud of or enjoyed the most? Ooh. Um top three. I guess the one of Justina was a cool um a cool one because it was something that we did together. Um so I'd say that's probably number three. Uh number two is probably um a recent one that was um with uh working with funk butcher on a blackout mix mag takeover and that was where okay all of the black community the lbtqia community all of the kind of early roots of house and the d don't forget up. the dls of course no me don't how can we DLs forget now. how can we forget um so yeah that was because really the cool. dls just... <laughs> are very much a part of the community <laughs> And they pretty much... Um, My down low brothers. <laughs> <laughs> How could you forget? Um, yeah, that was really good because it was being able to put a spotlight on, a, you know, that early house scene that was pretty much um, founded by black and Latino gay men in that part of America. And it was just kind of bringing it back to that. So shout out mm -hmm. to Funk Butcher. So it was a whole entire takeover editorial of articles about black women in house who'd had their voices, um, you know, reduced as a result of um, not being put properly on the publishing or what was a feature got reduced to a sample or what was a sample even got reduced to something where they didn't get their full royalty. So we had quite a lot of um, well-known uh, women in music, specifically to house and dance music who came and, um, spoke out so there was lots of articles there were um, interviews and so on so that's all on there so I had worked on the visual identity for that and it was quite an important one because it was really making sure that a lot of voiceless people were heard um, so that was a great project in the community sense um, what would I say my favorite number once was um, I'd have to think maybe that's still to come <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's still to come. Yeah, I'll put I'll put that pressure on myself because um, there's still so many things I'm working on at the moment. So I think maybe my number one will be um, a platform that I'm working on, um, which is called Nocturnalist. And mm -hmm. that's um, an exploration of night culture through... Because I know you're a night owl. That's right. And that's what it was born out of. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll make that number yeah. one because that will be something that will be strictly coming straight from me um and that is mm -hmm. yeah like i said it's a platform that is dedicated to uh 
exploring the culture of night. Um, and that would be through the lens of fashion, beauty. Oh, I know a lot about that. Community. So if you need, well, if you do need, I will um, be. You're already input. on my hit list, babe. <laughs> yeah, of course. I know about the things of the night. Of <laughs> <laughs> hey, I remember there was the days. I know of, a lot. You, we've got <laughs> stories, so I will be hitting you up for sure. Hey. You're already on my hit list because you know mm. I remember those I never, stories that not even Roald Dahl could come up listen, with. Listen. I never made it to the box when everyone used to go when you were working down there. So I will be coming back for stories, interviews, etc. So yes, for sure. But yeah, that's that's something I'm working on. So I would say that's probably going to be my number one because it will be pulling off an idea that literally started off in my head from being a night owl, from being an insomniac, from literally from university days. Um, so that will be yeah that would be my number one i'd say um just bringing that to life nice nice so um as i started the episode by saying it is uh women's international women's month uh what does that mean for you and do you feel like you need to move different as you know a woman during this month um no i believe i will just be moving in the same spirit and vibe that I always will um in terms mm-hmm. of supporting women, bigging up women, um, highlighting yeah. women. Um it's it's a continuous lifelong task. Um I guess with opportunities like this it just helps to remind everyone um with regards to media platforms or community platforms, publishing, what have you, that will be doing articles and running um, you know, interviews with various women across the board but for me it's yeah it's a continuous amount of work to make sure that all women are highlighted in all different aspects Mm -hmm. well I'm just super proud and pleased not just to have you on here as my friend but during something as uh, as special and as 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 important as women's month to have you know a woman like yourself that has done so well and continues to do so well on the show so thank you appreciate you thank you i love it um so uh let's just get straight on with the show because it has been a week it has been a week in these streets it's been a very we got a lot to sip our tea to the tea has been it's been a major week piping hot (laughs) (laughs) jesus the kind of tea that no mop no mop or bucket could ever fix never um so let's get straight into it so as you know from the on this show we always start off the show with a word of the week mm-hmm. and when we have a guest on i invite them to give to give us a word of the week like it doesn't need to be just a, a, like a word it can be a phrase like how you go church you know that's you, right the pastor be speaking for a good 20 minutes and but you you got the word handa bbb ashanama So what is your word of the week this week, Naomi? My uh, phrase of the week um, and continuous uh, throughout the ages is a, a classic West Indian uh, phrase, which is um, those that don't hear must feel. Um, I feel like Ooh. that energy has pretty much permeated throughout 2020 with all of the energy, well. all of the exposure, all of the transparency, all of the people yes. that have been found out <laughs> and continue to be found out well. in 2021. So, yeah. 
for sure. Facts. How do you how do you uh you know apply that to your to your to your life really like navigating society navigating your friends or relationships work whatnot how do you apply that without you know you know throwing hands (laughs) or sometimes maybe you do throw hands I don't know (laughs) like throwing hands is something that would literally have to be scheduled for later months at the moment Uh (laughs) unless you unless you really really cannot wait and want to put yourself at risk but um yeah i mean for those people like the organizations and the companies who posted black squares i'm like oh yeah we're with you but you know their hiring practices were you know super um prejudiced they you know their mm-hmm. the the range perhaps of the talent that they worked with lacked the the, the relevant diversity and inclusion so so much of these companies mm. that came through are post George Floyd murder um, yeah. that said that they had all of the things that they were going to do. Um, and particularly now, it's almost the one year anniversary of all of those pledges. Um, yep. I don't really see the work being done. I've seen like some companies who've already been progressive from the start to be honest like the glossiers and some of these other types of companies that have already mm-hmm. you know have been doing the work obviously there's so much that they can do better but they've already been on their way you know but compared to some of the more archaic institutions um that have continued to get dragged and continue to get exposed you know mm. whether it's the andre leon Talley situation in vogue you know and seeing how he actually got treated behind the scenes and is continued to get treated even now with you know these um cases that he's got coming up with regards to his housing um there's just been so much exposure of you know people getting found out so i feel you know it, it is that hard lesson that so many people are learning now you know it could be years in the making but i really feel that with the energy and the motivation and the transparency that people are really um, hardwired on desiring right now that we have to continue to keep yeah. our feet on on these companies next and these individuals next and these media companies and next. make them feel it yeah and not just hear it like That's like right. like in the word of the week like it's not yeah. just hearing it in an email in a cute voice in a voice note like you're gonna feel it that's right. It's not just going to be a statement of, oh, we're going to pledge to do better. How have you done better? What are the numbers? What are the statistics? You know, what is the 1999 figures to the 2020 figures? What can we see, you know, the actual mm-hmm. change in? Not just verbalising it, but give us the receipts, you know? So I feel like that has continued to play out. Um, and I do feel like there's going to be so much that will come out of it, whether it's art, whether it's culture, whether it's just people really appreciating each other post-pandemic when mm. we, we eventually can catch up and meet up. Because, you know, when was the last time we were able to have a cocktail on a rooftop? I mean, it's been a minute. <laughs> well. So I look forward well. to being able to see everyone's faces because I miss you guys. I hear you, I um, hear you. So, yeah. That That is definitely a word now. I definitely used to hear that growing up definitely. and it was very much a something I would hear before. Actually, no, that's a lie. It would be something I heard after I got licked. 
because I wouldn't hear the first, second, third time. Generally, we only got to the second time before, you know, my parents was you, making me feel the lessons instead of just hearing them. But um, if, yeah, I definitely think uh, if we're to remove it from, like you said, it's a West Indian thing uh, and it was something that was often used to, for the children that weren't listening, basically. Yes. Um, and so it'd be like, okay, now you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get the belt or like you're gonna get whatever. But I definitely feel like that phrase can translate into, into like day-to-day -day life, removing it from, you know, the, the family situation and like, in terms of like businesses that aren't, aren't moving correctly and including, you know, everyone in society, be it black, be it women be it disabled people and just companies that just move mad like that we can apply that to them by for example stopping spending our men our money there because we can tweet the tweets we can post certain things we can you know say things but like you said like you'll feel it and the way a lot of these corporations will feel it will be when we stop spending our money there um Again, it can even apply to, I don't know, relationships, be it platonic or like romantic. And, you know, you keep on giving to someone your time, your energy. Um, but the minute that person, like if they're not hearing you, if they're not really getting it, they will feel it when you stop giving that person that energy, that time. So it doesn't necessarily mean you need to now go and, you know, kick them in their back neck or anything like they don't necessarily need to feel it like that but someone will feel it sometimes if you don't even send them a message like earlier on this week actually i was i got in my feelings about a little situation i was put in and i felt like my privacy had been you know my privacy was what evaded <laughs> yes like mm -hmm. it was it intruded upon right and i felt disrespected and you know what was one of my uh, friends just said, you know what, Miles, normally I'm the type to just go and send, send a long message, a whole, the, the whole Old Testament and just go ah, in and become a keyboard the warrior. The text. Like, <laughs> honestly, I, that's me. But my, my mm. friend was like, you know what, Miles, like they're used to that. Like people are used to that and they're not going to hear you. And like you said, if you're not going to hear, then you, you're going to feel. And you know what, when I didn't say anything, and I just left them with blue ticks. And I'm not talking about the Instagram verified kind of blue ticks. They felt that. And you know what? I did get an, an apology and I did get, I did see results. So it, yeah. again, it, that, that word of the week, you can literally apply it to so many different things. Yeah. Give it to us one more time. What was it? Those that don't hear must feel. And yeah, that is it. Boy. That's the individual that could be, a group of people that could be a company that could be the government that could be that can apply to anyone and it's and it's so true because it could be the royal family bitch eh, listen <laughs> listen <laughs> it could be lizzie <laughs> it could be lizzie incorporated. it could be anybody and that's the beauty of it anybody can get it like you could even do it to yourself listen. i didn't listen to myself and now what <laughs> 
oh my god and now i'm here really feeling it shit exactly i didn't listen to me and now look at me looking like yes, an idiot it could apply to oh anybody my god. that inner voice saying to you no you know what i don't think we should go and you're like you know what i'm just gonna go you know it's like you, it's it applies to so many things and especially to those who feel voiceless or powerless in this situation but they try to speak out those people feel it later mm. that you know have not been doing the listening yeah so, man yeah I, I was, it's words to live by hi <laughs> Well, thank you so much for blessing us with that. Um, other than like the madness this week, how has your week been? I'm checking in with you now, girl. How has your week been? <laughs> week has been good. Um, it's been yeah, it's been good. I've been catching up with some um, clients, um, looking at projects to work on as well as oh. my own stuff. Um, and also, I've been what's been really cool um, as a result of doing my clubhouse rounds. You've definitely been in group chats that I've been in. One of the greatest things I've actually mm-hmm. been learning from that very app has been all about um, NFTs, which have been in the news a lot recently, which are non-fungible tokens. NFT, what does that mean again? So they, they stand for non-fungible tokens. And ex- what they pretty mm-hmm. much represent is like um, a digital kind of receipt or token of something. So that could be a digital piece of art. That could be a piece of music. It could even be your podcast episode that you say, you know what, I want to turn this into an NFT. And essentially what it is, is that you take that um, file or that piece of digital art or whatever the actual digital asset is, and you're able to mint it on what's called the blockchain. And essentially, I suppose it's like having a digital record of something. So if you posted and minted your um, one episode that was a special one-off episode on onto the blockchain, I said, right, I'm going to make this an audio of this pod. Um, what can then happen is that once it's on the actual marketplace, people can bid on it or people can buy it outright, depending on how you set up the sale. Um, and oh. it's it's a collectible in that sense. So it's a lot of collectors that want to buy art. They want to buy uh, video content. They want to buy things that are unusual pieces of digital work. Um, so with me on the visual oh. side, I've always done a lot of digital collage art. So it's something that yeah. I've done in bits and pieces obviously like with Kelechi's artwork that was like a classic piece of kind of mixed media collage that I would do um so I've always done it in the background but as a result of learning about NFTs it really made me think well you know what this is even more motivation for me to jump back into doing more of that um, collage work because I always used to get a lot of of fun out of it um I did it from quite young um, where I was physically making collages with cutting out images and I always express myself a lot with that. So I thought this sounds really interesting. So I've been in a lot of the clubhouse rooms learning about it. And because there have been so many sales that have blown up as a result of uh, famous artists. How much people How much people is making on, on the NFT? Well, NFT? Yeah, NFT. So some of the biggest sales were a really cute gift cat. It was a cat called Nyan Cat. Um, and it was uh, from a famous illustrator who'd made all of these different cats that were GIF illustrations. Um, and it went for about $500,000 in the um, auction. Oh. So when they're trading... That's a lot of pocketbook. 
It is. There have been ones that have gone. I think the biggest one that's gone has been like a million, perhaps. Um, and that was digital oh. artwork as well. So it's a lot of it is tied into the work that's made, but also a lot of it has actually had some level of just where it's a famous image. Um, so some of your favorite memes, for instance, although we have a lot of these memes just sitting in our phones, um, yeah. if you meant and you're the original person that created that meme and you meant that, you it could actually tracks it on everyone's that. phone. Well, it doesn't track on everyone's phone, but it's basically once it's minted, it's one of one. So the whoever originally okay. made that, they can mint that. Despite the fact that we have duplicates of it everywhere, um, that is actually what adds to the kind of infamy or to the Value. famous levels of why people would say, you know what, I want to buy this famous GIF. And then what happens that when that's bought, it's one of one. It's got all of the transparency of when it was minted, who bought it, who made it. So essentially, it's a record of the original. It becomes so, the Beyonce of... Yeah, it of pretty what it much is. becomes the, the, the elite the version. Yeah, so to say, this well, I own this oh. meme or I own this digital artwork or I own this one-off Get the Belt podcast episode and it's a person who's bought it, they might display it in a digital frame. They might just keep it in their crypto wallet. It really depends upon what buyers want to do with it. But yeah, it's it's something that, yeah, I'm still getting my head around, but it's a really interesting space at the moment, especially with looking at things like music and ownership. And that's the big, that's the biggest thing about it is ownership. It's making sure that the creators of all of these things get their proper remuneration. So um, yeah, it's quite interesting. So that's probably been one of the most interesting things that I've been learning about in the last couple of months. Um, okay. So yeah, along with the usual stuff, um, I watched Coming to America during this week. That was interesting. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get onto that. We're gonna get onto that. <laughs> and then the usual just been like. And how has it been for you, like, with lockdown and you know, uh, coming to the end soon hey, of listen, what is lockdown and like. I'm looking. How forward. are you dealing with that right now? I'm looking forward to my local Caribbean being open because I have missed. Have they there. been closed? Yeah, they haven't done delivery. They literally closed up shop in December. So I'm looking forward to them opening. Oh. Um, but I've actually been really good, you know. On an individual basis, I've been really good. Um, yeah. There were, you know, there have been tough times. I lost two members of family during the same month to mm. COVID, and that was pretty yeah. hard to take. Um, we, You know, there's been so much loss across the board for everyone. So I completely, mm. you know, we have to just kind of have this, um, the view of life as a cycle and we can move forward with that because, yeah, it's been a mm. terrible, well, 2020 was a terrible year. But, you know, for individuals, yeah. there was a lot that we could still take from it in terms of positives, despite a lot of the destruction yeah. and negativity. Um, but yeah, I've been good. I'm always staying busy on my creative hustle, always got things to do, always working yeah. on my ideas, making sure I work out and exercise, eat good, make sure oh, I yeah. get the Yeah, listen, the amount of food 100%. shopping, the bills on the food shopping and the delivery. I don't think delivery has seen me as much as they have in the past <laughs> year. Um, so yeah, I've just been trying to stay, stay ready. Stay um, being 
in my meditation bag as well, making sure that with all of the amount of information that we hear that can take so much toll, um, that I'm regularly meditating to empty my mind from a lot of the news. Do you do that in the morning or in the night? Or um, I do it both. Or both? Or when yeah, do you normally I do, do it? Yeah, I do it both. I do it yeah. first thing in the morning because um, I feel like when you first wake up, that's a very influential time for your mind. So it's important yeah, to... Yeah, for how the rest of the day. Yes. So I feel like it's important to get your Facts. mind right from the very beginning. Um, in the evening, I can do it sometimes to help me sleep or if I just want to get myself, you know, in a more dreamlike state before I sleep. So, But mm. more often than not, it's in the mornings or if I feel, you know, in the middle of the day, like, woo, that's been a lot. <laughs> You know, let me meditate. Yeah. So I'll I'll take things like long baths and just zone out. You know, or listen to the, you know, listen to music, listen to my favorite pods, etc. So yeah, pretty much. But mm. self care for sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. My week's been all right. It's been, it was a productive week. You know, I started working at a, a COVID center a COVID testing mm. site, which is, it gives me a bit more purpose, you know, um, obviously as a performer, I'm unable to perform as much, uh, which has been hard, but obviously I've still got the podcast, which I work on, um, but it's been good Definitely. to have like somewhere to actually go and somewhere to legally right. go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I can go. be stopped by the police and I can be like, yes, I'm going to test COVID, the, the people then for COVID. Um, but it's Does been that nice happen like, where you've been stopped? Um, I've only been stopped twice. Okay. Which I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like that's, I don't know. Is that a lot? I've not really, I don't really I see don't many people, know. so I don't know. I don't even know, mm. you know, because of me, I just run supermarket, like the kind of extent of, whatever I might need to do in other areas and I head back. So I've not, I've not seen yeah. it, but I know like, obviously there's been a lot of reports of people just getting stopped nearby their house, let alone anywhere else. Oh yeah. I've not been stopped yeah. nearby my house, which is, uh, mm, I don't I know. Think it, I think it but depends, yeah, it's been a it? decent, mm, but I think, yeah, it's been a decent week. Um, in my third week back in therapy, which is helping a lot. Amazing. Um, yeah, I think I wanna. I, I think I need to start dedicating time as well to um, to meditate. I do some other things before I go sleep to help me <laughs> feel good. But I, feel like I, need to, I need to start adding some more, hey. <laughs> some more. You know, all right, all right. You know, <laughs> some more chakra al aligning things to my um, okay. regimens. But yeah, now it's been a good week. It's been a productive week. Um, Yes, and yeah, it's it's been it's been alright. It's been alright. Uh, well, let's get on to the next part of our show, Melanin Magnificence. Hey. So, um, who does your Melanin Magnificence go to this week? This week, a person very familiar to you, and the other two as well, I'm sure. Um, just for the share to three people. Yes, three people. So we've got. I feel like. <laughs> We've got, I feel like I've got the same ones. 
Hey, I'm sure we do. Are you they know, because three queens? They've done the work this week. They have done the Lord's work this week. They did the so, work this week. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling And it felt historical. That feels like, wow, this is something we can actually show, you know, our nieces, nephews, yep. the youngers. They could be played in school. This to moment. Say, listen, this was a moment. So um, yeah. that would go out to uh, Jeannie Yashere, to yep. uh, Dr. Shola, and to our resident baby girl, Kelechi Okafor, because they had that really amazing moment on Sky News um, where the three of them yeah. were discussing the fallout of the interview with um, Oprah and Harry and Meghan. And, you know, I feel like before we even touch upon what they actually said, I think just the fact that they turned up, because, you know, when yeah. it comes to interviews especially when it comes to matters of race that's when you know these networks and media platforms will scramble to okay we need to get in touch we want to yep. we want you on the panel we want to interview you and it's always about race 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 like why not ask them about something that has nothing to do with race you know is the is the energy and the vim the same to to get them on the panels and i felt like that energy of not wanting to have to be the black person to go to I un- completely understand yeah. why uh, Kelechi, especially where she has referenced, you know, that it is about taking time out from those things. Like, why should you have to be the person yeah. that they constantly call on? So I feel like it yeah. was an amazing moment to have her say, you know what, let me do this one, because it was with an amazing lineup of Dr. Shola and Gina Yashere. Um, just and being Gina, able to yeah. see that camaraderie and womanhood together on Sky News. Yes. And obviously the host being Incredible. an actually dope host, just allowing. And I think that's yes. what great hosts do. They just allow their guests to flow and be themselves um, and apologetically be themselves and not being cut up in conversation or interjected every minute or talked over. It was just an amazing moment yeah. to see. And, and the laughter and the wit. And the dropping of gems. And it was the reach for me. That's right. And <laughs> that's what I said. I saw that tweet. I said, we need me. this as a show. <laughs> we need this, you know. Right. So hopefully some executives were watching and like, you know what? We need these free girls. Let's let make sure they pay them their proper bag, obviously, you know. Yeah. I, I always say, make, make sure that they pay properly. Get your coin Nicely. fully. That's right. So, um... No, I thought it was just such a dope moment. And it was just so great for so many different generations to see that, whether it's the mums, whether it's the grandmothers, whether it was the children. And just to see that these three amazing women on a panel can show up, unapologetically be themselves, speak on something that's a very serious matter, but also be able to have that amazing bond and womanhood and it not have to feel like you're getting dragged on this TV show to give your, you know, race... And be uh, ripped opinion. apart and be thrown into the lion's exactly. den and all of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also the acceptance that, okay, this thing actually does exist. So now yes. relevant questions, not trying to bring people on to argue the existence of racism. So I just thought it was such yeah. a dope moment. Um, and yeah, that is on my rent-free playlist now in my head, along with other things. In fact. So, <laughs> <laughs> Facts. So, yeah, I thought yeah. that was just a great moment. So shout out to those three women. So my Melanin Magnificence this week also goes to those three 
queens um, just because of the sheer bravery but, but. that I feel like they uh, perpetuated then in that moment. Uh, even just arriving to that moment took and takes a lot as yes. not just women, but black women as dark skinned black women to come and, you know, dissect and discuss such, you know, tough and heavy situations and topics that have actually been going on now, obviously for years and years, but the past year has been an ongoing conversation. So I feel like the, the women probably are already at their wits end. So exactly. to come on again in such a hostile, in such a hostile time required so much bravery. Uh, they were so honest um, again, I was very much here for the reads, especially when, you know, Dr. Shola Moss uh, said about um, Prince Harry being the husband to Meghan, that Prince Charles never was to Diana. I said, oh, I literally yes. burst out into praise dance <laughs> yeah. when I heard that. Yeah, I was I had my eyes were wide. I said, like, really? Oh, yes. That was absolutely needed. on the money because it's true. It's facts, exactly the know, honesty it's undeniable um they just came with with such eloquence they came with um beauty can i just say they all look stunning yes they all look stunning camera ready right <laughs> um and they were just here willing to take the risk uh, on from such a selfless standpoint which i feel like all three women do every single day of their lives and one thing that i don't feel gets acknowledged as much but the vulnerability that that takes is yeah and and the effort insane. it takes and the energy that you have to no matter how you're feeling that you have to suddenly you know pull yourself and gather yourself together to go on these panels and not you know necessarily know all the time you know mm -hmm. what you're going to expect when you get there so yeah. i felt like it was just such a, a beautiful moment and that is what you know, great media interviews and panels should look like where you get great debate, you get laughter and you get a great host. Yes. And I feel that they did that. And so often we're used to people just getting torn apart all the time. And it's like, well, are you sure it was this? You know, constant gaslighting, constant questioning of, well, you know, denial of what racism looks like. Um, so, yeah, it was such a positive thing. Um, and, I've, you know, it's great that people are learning those lessons and, that you've got these media platforms ready to actually host proper conversations and not antagonise their guests. Nonsense, yeah. So, yeah, those three ladies are the melanin magnificence for this week. Oh, I was going to keep it all women, but there is someone else that, oh, I'll just talk about him in, mm -hmm. in Miles. So let's jump into Miles Measures, everything, you know, pop culture, what's going on in the world. Um, we'll start off light and then we'll get into the, 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 the royal shit. <laughs> <laughs> the royal so, mess. Yes. Coming to America too. Did you, you watched it, right? I did watch it. What did um, you think? Because there's some people that have been like, oh my God, so here for it. Some people are like, oh my God, this was trash. What was your take on it, Nate? What made me laugh, um, because yesterday I caught up with the read episode, and what was so funny, when someone else asked me, how was it? And I was like, it was, it was fun, 
Yeah. When I actually heard it yesterday and heard Kid Fury say the same thing, I was laughing so hard because yeah. I guess because I just didn't have any expectations whatsoever. It was just, you know what? I love the original so much. I'm not yeah. going to put that pressure on this I feel like they were film. two completely um, different films. To, yeah, I'm not even going to connect the two. I'm yeah. going to have the first film as that moment in culture that was a hilarious moment that lives on uh, through memes, through the one-liners that would drop, through the, all of the yeah. soul glow and everything else. Um, but yeah, too, I mean... Like I said, it was fun. Um, I didn't have any expectations. There were a lot of kind of classic stereotypical jokes of whether it's stuff to do with uh, the African continent, whether it's to do with the culture, whether it was to do with, um, you know, the, the some of the character portrayals. And even then, um, a lot of things that you were just like, hang on a second. Did we really just see... Eddie Murphy get drugged and everyone was just like, okay, let's yeah. carry on. Um, let me just get this son. I'm not going to double check if he actually is my son. I, I'm not even going to take account of the fact I've just ran up into these people's lives after yeah. how many years trying to just pull this son out of, you know, his current environment. Um, it just seemed so, I guess... Like there's creative license, and then there is just it was very license. messy. Like, <laughs> I feel like it was quite a messy. They just ran away with it. It yeah. was very I was just like <sighs> bitty. It's like it lived in its own. Yeah, it lived very in its busy. own little in its own little bubble. Yeah, it, like several bubbles. For, I feel away like it from was what real life consequences. Real bubbly. Like. <laughs> yeah, because. There's real life consequences for drugging men. There's real life consequences for just turning up in your son's life and he's automatically just going to follow you to the country that you reside in in Africa. There's like, there's real life consequences, but I guess obviously creative license, comedy and justice. Yeah. I didn't take that movie seriously at all. Like it was just a it was a good no, time never. it was just a good time it was a good time and, and that was it, it. felt like a nostalgic yes, ride a hundred percent because there was a lot of throwback moments many throwback moments remix i really enjoyed midnight yes. train to wakanda um i enjoyed all of the yeah that was so, a highlight that really was that i was said not a highlight <laughs> gladys night i said not a gladys night coming through I singing was, this I was here for her so, and um, her Pepper journey, everything. Came out and did a little... <laughs> I said, okay, yes, we're just getting all the girls. <laughs> yeah, I was ready for that because I love En Vogue. Obviously, Vogue, I don't yeah. resemble the En Vogue I grew up with. No, because they were definitely we in now. a, um, you know, <laughs> in, in, a, in, a, in a Western African dress. They look stunning, by the way. Yeah, I thought they looked beautiful. I think there's literally maybe just one or maybe even two of the original lineups. So they've had so many different lineups. But I was I was here for it and for Salt and Pepper. Um, so yeah, I'm glad it's Tiana. Can we just talk about Tiana yeah. Taylor's accent though? For oh, me, my days. the accent was really wild. Yeah, oh, I abs? was more focused on Tiana visually, outfit, everything. She looked amazing. She looked the incredible. Accent, I skipped on completely. No, I sat, I had to <laughs> I, sit I, with it. I as a ninja boy, as a ninja boy, I had to say, <laughs> who said this is the take that they're going to keep and put in this film? With the amount of press and the amount of yeah, eyes that are on this I'm, film, who said that that was okay? To be honest, Miles. 
I tapped out of every single accent. I tapped out of Michael Jackson's <laughs> accent. I tapped out of Tia Natana's accent. I tapped out of Rick Ross's accent. I tapped out of Rick everybody's Ro- accent because I'm just like, you know Rick- what? We're here now. We're, 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 you know, we're knee deep in the film. So let's just carry on <laughs> because... What was the yeah, son's name again? Very mad. The son's name. Um, That's a good question son. because I don't remember. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> All I know is I, he was know real fine. Telling. All I know is he was real fine. Yeah, he was cute. Let's just call him Hakeem Jr. Hakeem Jr. was nice I actually nice can't things. remember his name. He was real beautiful. <laughs> I didn't like the rat but tail. He, he, he was so easy to just jump straight into being the son of, you know, this African leader in a heartbeat. Like, no. Yeah, because he saw the money yeah, fall out of that bad girl. He said, okay, 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 okay. That's true. He saw the money and said, all right, all he right, saw it's the okay. Gold bullion. He said, all right, let's do and nice he thought, things. You know what? I'm going to come. Yeah. yeah. Nice things. Nice things. Um, but yeah, it was a cute little movie. I sat down with a friend, watched it. We yeah. ate our McDonald's and very much moved on. Um, apparently there's been lots of um, yeah I sat with my laptop in bed yeah and had my munchies um, <coughs> apparently there's been lots of people saying oh they've tried to make it like Wakanda I didn't actually um, not Wakanda like Black Panther but I didn't really get that vibe at all no I mean there were some references to Wakanda um, I think in the barbershop ep- uh, scene where he was catching up with them but I didn't really, I mean, maybe the celebrations, etc. and some of the wardrobe definitely would have overlapped. But I didn't um, feel like it was trying was to trying be, to be like Wakanda. black, yeah. No, there'll be natural parallels, obviously, mm. but no, I didn't think at all. Um, I thought there would inevitably be some cheeky reference to the film, just like what great comedies do when they yeah. do a little parody or they might reference a film that's a popular culture film yeah as part of the jokes so i expected that but no i wasn't i don't see where that um argument lies mm. it, them actually trying to imitate in any capacity yeah. no it was a cute film yes i would have personally liked one cute. of the i got my lols you got your lols that's the main thing i wanted that's one right. of the and the packages though that, was, that all the americans was, was getting the package with like yeah. the Amazon package, the promo package. I feel like I deserve wow. one, but maybe next time. So Scissor released a new music video um, for Good Days. Uh, yes, the hallucinogenic <laughs> video. Yeah, okay. With the mushrooms. I enjoyed. I w- yeah, it was really creative. It was real creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the set. Of course, you love the set. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I just, I was just a bit confused. I can't lie. I, I, like, I get it, and it goes hand in hand with the hallucinogenics v- feel. I really didn't understand like why she was twerking so much to to the beat of the song. I didn't feel like it really went, but it definitely was. It <laughs> definitely was a, a a whole body of work, to me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed Great it. Sets. I mean, I'm a Scissor fan. I didn't know so she I'm could pole dance. Biased. No, neither did I. She did. She did her thing. She did. Um, she definitely did her thing. She said, so "I've been I doing." That scene was quite interesting. She said, "I've been doing my yeah. sit ups." Was that one of the lockdown? <laughs> I've been doing my sit ups <laughs> in this lockdown. <laughs> my core stability. I'm telling you, 
Oh my days. Yeah. Um I thought I was impressed. Um that scene in the in the was it the the library kind of scene with the books and the backdrop. I thought that was a cool look. I thought she looked great. Um I liked the set. Um yeah, I liked the video. I did enjoy it. Um so yeah, we'll see. I'm sure there's more to come. Yeah, because uh, she did a little thing at the end. Coming up. Yeah, she did yes. a little like another little a video at the end, which was cute. She went away yeah. for like quite a long time. It wasn't her that was scared. It of... was a minute. It was a minute, and there were plenty of memes that mm. followed. So it was nice to see her return to form. Yeah, because yeah. I am I am a Scissor fan. I feel like to me, yeah. I personally feel underwhelmed by the 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 return video. I can't lie. I feel underwhelmed mm-hmm. slightly, but I'm excited. You wanted more. Oh, yeah. You wanted Hollywood. I wanted flames. <laughs> I wanted to see the bitch in the sky. I wanted to see, you know, you remember Beyonce's my, my go-to. Yes, and when Beyonce, Beyonce comes is your back, barometer when, for everything. Literally. So, the, so the when standards. she comes back, she comes with, yes. a, with a bang. Yes. Um, speaking of Beyonce, so I love Chloe and Halle. Like, I really do. I really do. Um, but Beyonce's father, Matthew Knowles, was, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard, was, you know, given an interview and um, one of the, the lady that was interviewing him just said, oh, um, how do you feel about the comparisons that Chloe is receiving uh, to Beyonce, um, you know, with like talent and looks and stuff and he... I, I feel like he dug himself a grave, a real, 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 <laughs> real deep one. And Tom Daly dived right down into that motherfucker because he not only disagreed with the compa- comparison, which I think is completely, I think that's so nonsensical. Was the question for both Chloe and Halle. No. Just so the, inter- the lady that was interviewing him said, how do you feel, Matthew, about Chloe being compared to Beyonce? Like saying she's the next Beyonce. He was like, what he literally said, not the, I don't know whether this is verbatim, but he said something along the lines of what idiot are you? He said, are you telling me that there are idiots out there that are dumb enough to compare Chloe to Beyonce? She was like, no, but what do you think? He was like, that's stupid. She will never be anything like Beyonce. That is an insult. He said that is an insult to Beyonce, he became very, very violent and aggressive towards her. Now, I understand that, yeah, Beyonce is your daughter, but we cannot rebuke the facts that we look at Chloe, especially in the last, like, two years. Like, let's even go all the way back. Every time I see them perform, especially live, I will be like, Chloe is the extra one. Chloe is out here really... Doing the most, and then since then the fives have got a bit. Dropping the videos and the the. She would always be Chloe closing the eyes and touching up her throat and just being all all ah all all really giving you performer (laughs) vibes. Where Halle (laughs) would be there, just you know on the on the on the Mm. on the guitar, just Mm -mm -mm. just smiling, looking cute. Whereas our girl was giving you drama and smoldering eyes and just shoulders and. Now she's got the hips and the ass and looking like a grown woman. <laughs> and she's everyone is literally like, this is giving me Beyonce. This is giving me Beyonce. This is the, like literally globally. Whereas when Matthew was asked mm. about that, he was like, no. 
I really that's think a disrespect. He to, did he actually get to explain, like, rather than just his emotional outburst? Did he actually say, was this about singing? Is this about performance? Yes, he said he, style, she doesn't have the voice. Visual. Yeah. He said she, she, she doesn't have the voice like her. Like, that's a disrespect to Beyonce. What kind of idiots? But it was very it was very emotional. I personally think that it's probably got something to do with the fact that he didn't have anything to do with it. And mm. it was just, you know, a talent that Beyonce created or like, or is nurturing. I mean, exactly. They are Beyonce approved. So in that regard, she must have seen something in both of them in order to even Fact. sign them and to be supporting their careers and being a mentor to both of those young women. Question. So I feel like you're almost um, ridiculing your, your own daughter's yeah. taste and her credentials by being, you know, so derogatory mm. to someone who's an actual talent that she actual handpicked. Actual talent, yeah. So, yeah, an actual amazing talent. She's amazing a, she's, as, She is, I'm so excited. I just feel like, yeah, I feel amazing. I mean, I don't know how much longer they have to go as a duo. Obviously, they've got amazing things lined up, yeah. movies, etc. But, yeah, it would be interesting to see. I think what is an interesting parallel is at the same age, I think... Perhaps I don't think Beyonce was as kind of sexually forward in the imagery and the visuals. Mm. Um, so I feel like maybe that is interesting. And I don't know if that period where he was more in control of their careers yes. at that time, when they were the same age that Chloe and Halle are now, if that is influencing it because he's seeing it as that he was more in, con- I don't know, he was more in control of how they came across. Yeah. Um, as a, as a father figure and as someone who is looking after three women who um, are talented as a trio. So I don't know if that might play into it. Like if he was managing um, Chloe and Halle, if mm-hmm. he would treat them different or pr- ask them to have a particular image you know if that would contrast in any way so I think there's something interesting about that but I feel this just sounds like an emotional outburst and you know whether or not he's even still in the camp or not he's still obviously oh, yeah, he has I very feel like strong opinions he does I feel like Beyonce yeah. heard this through I don't know maybe Blue Ivy forwarded her an email and was like granddad's <laughs> granddad's moving mad again <laughs> And I feel like it was definitely a very much <laughs> yeah. an eye roll moment. And she might have said, oh, Chloe, ignore. Yeah. Ignore. Because I don't even feel like Beyonce and her dad. I mean, she's been having a tough time close. as it is with people just having comments where, you know, and mm. it happens to every girl. You know, you, you end, you're going to end up going from a teenager to a young woman. And you're going to have be more aware of your Because she's 22, Chloe. That you want to wear different clothes. She's still, you know. Yep. So I feel like she's been already getting a lot of stick and grief from people just saying, oh, why is she covering up a bit more? Why is she showing so much art? Why is she doing this? Why is this being posted? And the young girls, they're still, they're still working themselves out. They're just expressing yeah. themselves. And I feel like, you know, the way that young black girls is policed so much, you know, from a very mm. young age. This is from like 13, 12 12, 13 years yep. old onwards. And she's you a know, whole 22 years of age now. Exactly. And you can be hypersexualized without even having an awareness of 
what it is or what your sexuality mm-hmm. looks like or anything like that and there's people you know projecting these things onto you that you're not even aware of and in you know she i think one of the videos that she posted she even said you know this is how i was feeling i yeah. don't know you know how it's come how across you're taking to... it yeah exactly and i feel like you know that's a key time to make sure that they're nurtured and you know that their individuality is being nurtured in particular so that they don't end off, you know, you know, going off the rails or becoming super introverted as a result of all of this, you know, social media outbursts. Because there's been so many people that have said so many nice things. There's, yeah. Obviously, there's been a lot of men who have said some salacious things, oh. you know, <laughs> and trying to manage all of that is a lot at the age of 20, 21, 22 or whatever, yeah. when you're still trying to find yourself. So, you know, everyone's got an opinion, you know. So, yeah, I just shout out to them. And um, hopefully they're getting the support that they need. So, yeah, I love you them, know, they just express themselves. Like, you know, don't bam, police bam. it. Yeah. Bruno Mars has been I was um challenged by what's his name on hot on, on not on high night. <laughs> Is this another reappropriation moment? Yeah, Again. the um cultural appropriation. Oh, I yeah. never it's only because I saw this on blogs. I have never yeah. ever ever thought that about Bruno Mars um appropriating black culture and i don't know whether it's because like he's got a little like he's a little seasoned piece of chicken already but yeah um, he's is he pacific islands or something isn't he well i definitely don't look at him and and get you know yeah white. He's definitely, he doesn't give me caucasian a hundred percent yeah and he always surrounded by you know the blacks and yeah he's clearly a man of color yeah he, he is black, but clearly a man of color who has shown an incredible amount of homage and respect and reverence to black culture and names his icons on a regular basis names his influences on a regular basis says how much i guess that he would be nothing without them because you know that's who he studied so i feel like and i guess especially because he's not white because that is where the biggest stealing has happened Mm -hmm. you know whether it's you know the way that Elvis got put at the the forefront of rock and roll when this you know the the icons of rock and Facts. roll and originators are black artists mm-hmm. but he was the face of rock and roll in class of the king he weren't the king in my eyes yep. um so so much of this has happened whatever industry or whatever genre of music where black people get so tired of constantly having their art forms stolen mm-hmm. so it's an important conversation to still have. I remember there have been quite a few think pieces, Twitter threads, really interesting articles that have broken down. Like, is, you know, Bruno Mars a, a cultural appropriator? You know, even Drake has had some of that smoke as a, a mixed race man. Yeah, really? He is half black. Yeah, there were times, you know, with... I know that know, he would come and try to do genre the British appropriation And the Jamaican yeah, was, stuff. Yeah, Exactly. There were comments about, you know, the the drill. There were comments about, you know, the Jamaican accents. There were comments about even just jumping on things like, you know, Afro beats, etc. So there, he had, I guess it was almost like genre appropriation. Um, See, oh my God. See, this for me, for, it does become a bit Drake. too much. To me, like, yeah, I feel like this is, we're doing the yeah, most now. Like, I feel they're like... They're both clearly men of culture. <sighs> they're both clearly very enthused by different genres of music so i feel you pay homage 
you make sure you kind of reference and be very clear in how you see it and yeah that humility is important and then you keep it musing and because Bruno Mars makes amazing music he does and that's undeniable you know so I feel like you know give them the vim when the vim is actually you know necessary for Drake I would say that he is just a beg Whereas I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say he's a culture pro- appropriating, like, you know, British no, culture. I, I feel like he's that, begging no. it. And I feel like he's begging the Jamaican yeah. culture in that. But I, don't, I would never, I wouldn't even think that Bruno Mars was begging it with his influences or a cult- culture appropriation. I think that he's actually... For some people, it does come across that way. Really? Um, but I guess it's something that he seems so... Like he gets that question every time a new project drops, or every time someone says, "You know what? It's time to do a new Bruno Mars thing piece." <laughs> oh my days! So I I think it's a valid critique to do, um, mm. because everything does need understanding and analyzing to be like, well, where, what can we conclude from this? What have we learned from this? Um, because obviously he's made an incredible amount of money off the back of that, and yeah. when you do look at that, you're like, okay, well did the people that he influenced make that kind of money? And if they haven't, or if he does need to pay homage, is it in the samples? Is it in trying to make sure that you collaborate with those people so that they can actually earn from those projects? You know, because, um, I mean, the recent project of him and, um, how can I forget his name? Mr. Malibu. Oh, I didn't know who uh, Anderson, Anderson Pack. Um, they've got a track together because they Is have this coming out recent music as a duo. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah they yeah, dropped yeah. a track last Friday. He went on and um, did the radio and, and that show sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sonic, uh, that sound is very kind of throwback. So I feel if you're just reproducing that sound, and you've got all of your your, your musicians and everything else. That's one thing, but I think it's also important to make sure the people that you are super, you know, inspired by, allow them to make some money from that. Don't just make yeah. the music to sound exactly like it came out of the 60s or 70s. Actually include the yeah. people who are part of that sound. Sample yeah. them, make sure that they get that money, you know, because I think it's important to do that. Hmm. Facts. It's, de- it's definitely something that has never gone through my brain with Bruno. I always thought, oh, yeah, he's definitely... And I think it's because he's been so vocal about his influence from, like, people like James Brown and things of that nature. And you see it so clearly and unapologetically in his, like, music videos and live performances and stuff, which is why I feel like I just... It- it's not hidden it is very in your face that this is what he's inspired for, inspired by, sorry, but I've never, that uh, cultural appropriation ain't never gone through my head. I've just thought, oh, this one clearly used to like listening to this kind of music and this is what he's about, which is why I love his stuff. It is very throwback stuff, throwback vibes. Yeah. There's definitely bigger fights to have. 100%. And this is my concern Um, with our generation. I do understand the critique. I feel like we are always trying to, fight <sighs> everything and i feel like like you said they're, they're bigger fights so uh, speaking of bigger fights yeah, i think it is it's an important conversation to have it's important to always um be aware you know if you know cultural appropriation is happening or if something looks 
like it might be and and you know the articles that have come up on it have been really good in breaking a lot of it down so I do understand um why it would need to be um looked at but I feel like he definitely does pay the the homage Mm -hmm. so yeah that's where I sit on that wicked well we're gonna take a quick little break and then we'll be back to get into this royal shit you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection blue nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So let's let's just get let's get let's just let's just Okay, so the interview happened. The interview, Meghan Markle, yeah, and Harry, Prince Harry. I don't even know that much. I don't even know his second name. What is Harry's second name? Yeah, Prince. I mean, Harry Markle. I mean, it's the house. <laughs> Harry it's the Markle. house of Windsor. But yeah, I just say Prince Harry, man. That's his title, Prince Isn't Harry. It? Well, the titles he have been revoked. But anyway, or the. <laughs> the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. I don't even know if they're even that anymore. Lizzie, Lizzie was like everything gone, everything, everything. Oh yeah, they're still they're still in it, but the HRH I think has been dropped. The a- the HRH has been dropped. Okay, that's so right. Yeah, they came on to you know on onto the television set with Oprah Winfrey, the Queen of you know the Queen Auntie of Auntie Oprah came through clutch, right? Woo! And she gave them a platform uh, to which we learned or were reassured of or, or assured of some things. I feel like we all kind of knew, especially in the black community. I felt like we all really knew that Megan wasn't really getting, you know, treated nicely in that um, jail or the, the, the palace. Sorry. Um, ah. And... <laughs> The jail, man. Well, it's guarded. Um, We, I feel like we knew that and she came out and let us know what was what. 
Um, my, because if we really get into it, we could literally be here for hours and hours and hours. So I just, I want to just point out a few things that I noticed and I'd want your take as well. Um, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> the, for me, the love is evident between Harry and Meghan. I don't think it's Definitely. forced. Some people, especially like a year ago, would say, oh, this is a setup. This is a, a strategic move. I actually don't think it ever was. And this, this. Um, Did people really think that? Yes. To have a, you know how like the people are saying that um, Pretty Patel is where she is to be, you know, that representation of the the a colored woman basically in in the establishment and so they could use her to do wayward things and it'd be like whatever yeah. they were like okay why don't we why don't we get someone it seems like she'll do fuckery shit yes she'll even probably potentially deport her own family her own people's. but she stands as part of the diversity quota of yes. senior people in the cabinet so don't say that we're not diverse Exactly, Even and I thought some people were saying that that's what Meghan Markle was going to be in the royal family. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I never um, had... I never, never had got that. No. Never, never got that. Um, and I definitely saw a lot of love in, in this interview. Um, some of the main takes that came from it, which have made headlines, were that there was a conversation regarding uh, the, her, un, her unborn child's skin colour. That was, um, that made her feel very uneasy. It was an awkward conversation that was had, as Harry described himself. Um, one thing that shocks me is we've had people in the British media saying that it, arguing that it wasn't racist and isn't bad. And I could understand that if, if, the word used wasn't concerned. And if Harry and Meghan seemed okay with it, Harry and Meghan made it abundantly clear in that interview by protecting the person that said that and even saying, if I to say who, if I said who questioned that, it's going to be bad for them. They both also they would be done out. Yeah, they would be finished. Literally, babe. but the thing is, babe, we are still doing the investigations. You know that Black Twitter will get to the bottom of it somehow, <laughs> some way. Yeah, somehow. The process of elimination, because we already got told it was definitely not the grandparents, because I suspected it was Prince Philip who has known. Yeah. Uh, been known the older for generation putting yeah. his foot in his mouth continuously yeah. from all of the backwards and racist comments and mm -hmm. prejudiced things that he said in the past oh. but perhaps because he's too busy trying to stay alive he didn't have the energy to the energy to even to, to, to throw shade <laughs> to that because that perhaps that would have taken him out he can't throw of anything. the picture altogether <laughs> he can't he can't he cannot throw anything so if it wasn't either of them um the I think it was the, the, the brother. Think I think it was the half-brother. Yeah. The one Prince without the hairline. William. <laughs> the half-brother, you're saying? Oh, my dude. Oh, come on. Name me, that's his half-brother. Or Camilla. But let's not, let's not pretend that, that like... That was debunked ages ago because they James said that Hewitt, she had... James Hewitt. Is that nigga daddy? That yes. 
Google oh babes. Google. I've, I've, I have the images seen the side by side, side, by and side it to is, this day. It is uncanny. But I think there was something that actually debunked it because of the timelines not being correct of Why? when did the Luke... child was born. And who published those? This media? Lines, it this was media? something along the lines of saying that the timeline of when she met him is not um, in line with when she had Harry. And that is what would have just thrown the whole thing off. And on top of that, that her brother has ginger hair. So if you look at a picture of her, Dinah's brother, um, is it Earl Spencer, that he also had ginger hair as a younger. So, but I get it because the side-by-side images are absolutely wild. The squint, I believe James the hair colour, the jawline. Coming to America too. But instead of doing coming to America too, he, oh my he came into <laughs> Diana too. And here we are, boom. There's your picnic. Oh my I personally believe. Because he's also... I, get, I, I, I don't find I don't find Harry attractive yet. That's not my type. I don't really even play in the snow like that. I don't really... I like my, my, I like my meat season. Play in the snow. Woo! I don't be playing in this. Frostbite is real, babes. Frostbite is real. Look at this family. Frostbite is real. Look at how it did Megan. But anyway, yeah. It's too much mahala for me. But um, yeah, like people be saying that Harry is the attractive one. And like, especially the black girls. The black girls love off of Harry. Love off of Harry. But they ain't really see it for William. Like they don't see it. They don't see it. Harry is in the same kettle of fish as that Max Brannon from EastEnders. Listen, I do. I saw that thread on Twitter all about Max Brannon. And this I don't whole... get it thread of girls coming out saying you know what there's something about him the man just looked like an egg it's to like, me like thank how? you na- thank yeah. you na- what? They, even the gay black boys are here saying oh max max on trust me i'm I've just like asked. i think he's out here making bum holes and vaginas wet with, oh my days he really I is i think it's something to do with the charisma or something about the character what, but i'm like girls i can't see it i literally cannot see it all i see is egg in the supermarket, you know, you open up. Well, your box Diana definitely saw it for James Hewitt, in- and that's why Harry is here. Oh, for, for what? mate, I can neither yep. confirm nor deny. I'm, st- I'm still, I'm still. Which is why I feel like he's rebelling. Which is why I feel like he's out here rebelling. He said, "You fuck my mum well, over, Lizzie. Fuck my mum over. You fuck my mum over. Literally had my had my <laughs> mum doing pirouettes in that tunnel." And had her and that and that poor oh my days. and that poor f- photographer and driver out here dupping them. Oh my and days. you're not gonna do it to you're not gonna do it to my to my wife. You're not gonna do it to my wife, and oh, which is why I feel like my God. both of oh them took their things and they said we're, we're going to where they at California now. I want to also add that the California. person that gave these these this these two people the person shelter. that gave them shelter and uh, uh, somewhere yes. to say was a black man. Tyler Perry, and the person yeah, that gave them a platform to speak was a black woman. Oprah. Wow. Yes. But what and did the royal family the, do? I feel the two were interconnected. I feel like perhaps Oprah definitely got room. She definitely got space. But I feel like if she they said, were to I will die. And have an interview there, it would look then perhaps, I don't know, too much investment have... in. So it's better that it came from that support came from someone like Tyler Perry. So I feel like Oprah that would have died there. in a, in an Uber car crash. Oh my goodness! 
I feel in like Oprah opinion. was the connection there because everyone was like, how the hell would Prince Harry Meghan Markle's Meghan actress link Meghan, up? Meghan Markle's know, actress. She's and never she appeared in a Tyler Perry movie, has she? No, but like, you know what the industry's like, I'm sis. sure they've been in the same circles, though. Oh, but well, it's still, a thousand it, percent at the award shows, at the casting. I mean... It wasn't so on everyone's bingo babes. card, though, was it? As was so it on your eyes. bingo card? <laughs> <laughs> Doing up the cantes of Tyler. <laughs> oh my days! It was. It wasn't on my bingo card for sure. Okay. To, to hear that that they sought refuge in Tyler Perry, and I think it was shout out to Sante mm. who tweeted something about them having to sleep on the wigs and bodysuits of Medea. Like nah, that stop was it. just. Absolutely... <laughs> I am finished. Oh my days. I was dead when I saw that tweet, but I get it because when I was like, wow, literally, they had to hustle. They had Diana's inheritance from Diana. Mm. They had the money that they hustled in terms of getting these amazing deals from Netflix yep. and Which they're getting dragged for because of racism. <laughs> but why? You know, they did their thing. Like, there's that video of Harry, like, hustling for his missus while she's. Um, kicking with Jay Z and Beyonce, and he's there yeah. making sure he puts the work in for his wife. Like yeah. that's a moment. Do you know what I mean? Everyone would want their bae to hustle for them like that, you know. And she got the job. She got the booking. She did amazingly well. So I just feel like I feel you know, I would feel motivated with the path that they can set out for themselves and and with the freedom of you know. Without that chokehold, do you still feel like they got the freedom though? Because even in this interview, babe, even in this interview, Mm. I feel like that both of them was very much still biting their tongue, not answering certain questions, taking the time to be like, like "How can I?" I still don't feel like they got freedom. yeah, Yeah, no. I mean, there's so much that I feel that they weren't able to say and mm-hmm. obviously for the sake of making sure that they kept certain people's reputations and hairlines in place um and keeping that, their lives you How know about they that? weren't gonna disclose some of those people who done the most you know heinous things like referring to archie's complexion and whatever else may have occurred i feel like what do you yes, think about that freedom still protecting not being them. stuck um i feel like just like where they made this um, separation between what is the royal family and what is the firm. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? <laughs> I feel it's the power behind the power. I want to see I a face. That I want a face. is probably where the very careful treading had to occur because the, the way they made it sound was like the royal family are, you know, being propped up by much more powerful people. Yeah. And the powerful people behind them are the ones that were instrumental B613. in the machinations. Yes, B613, <laughs> the machinations of how the palace is run. The fact that his, the queen was saying, yes, come up to Sandringham. And with, then... With full vim. And the next minute, then, oh, it was... I'm busy. Suddenly, her diary's I'm busy. I'm busy, babe. We know... Lizzie didn't change her diary. Someone else more powerful did. Facts. Because... Who is arguing with a monarch, please? Well... Unless you're more powerful than a monarch. I want to see a face, Naomi. I want to see the faces. Well, mate, if we see a face, I don't know if we could still live another day because it sounds like one of those situations. But um, it sounds very peak. And I feel like they, you know, their lives 
you know, they can't just speak on all of these things at length, like, oh, yeah, tell us the name, tell us this and that, because they could be putting themselves in danger. And let's not forget what Diana said, that she was wary of these people, these men in grey yeah. suits, yeah? yeah? These people that she feared far more than anything that the, the royal family could dish out. Mm-hmm. And if she feared these people, there was a valid reason, because they would do everything for the crown, even if they have to manoeuvre the crown itself, the people, the, oh. the, the royal family, if they have to change things up, if they have to switch things, if they have to cover things up. Like, who knows what these have people have done in the name of the crown, you know, in order to prop those monarchs up. Well, we've um, already so seen... So I think it, it is a, there's a legitimate danger and a mm-hmm. legitimate threat. And I think, you know, Diana had already said she feared for her life that one day she would be kind of killed off, to paraphrase, and it looked like an accident, mm-hmm. you know? That's, that is chilling stuff. And that is. is not to be messed with for the sake of the timeline for anyone to say, yo, we want these names because we don't know what could happen to them if they drop these names. We don't mm. know what could happen if they really truly exposed who are these people behind the royal family. So I feel like that was a tense moment. Um, and the fact that they alluded to the royal family are almost sitting ducks themselves yeah. and beholden to the press, that symbiotic relationship that they have in order to make sure that they don't get bad press because there's clearly people who have not been getting yeah, the, the press, the press know, or the fire and pepper that they deserve, that they deserve you know? So in order for that to be completely swerved, it means that they served Harry and Meghan on a platter mm-hmm. to say, look, take them, leave this one alone. Because otherwise, where was the balance? Where were where were the articles and Andrew? And see, where I feel the like they, all of these other I feel people? like they are, are good to do that because, or not necessarily they're good mm. to do that, but they're okay to do that personally because of, of course, Meghan Markle being a black woman. Um, people say that she's white passing. I really don't. Them. I really. I don't think she's very, very light. But I would never say she's very light. I would never I go. Oh, she's a white woman. For... I would never say that. But I think no, that they're okay to do this to them I would because never that say she's that black. Either. And also because yeah. you know James Hewitt is Harry's dad. <clears throat> the thing is, there's been so much conversation and depending on who is speaking, if you're black American, if you're black UK, that people refer to her as mixed race, white passing, she's black, she's this, she's that. I think the most important thing for any mixed race person is to be able to define themselves first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are many mixed race people who have defined themselves as black because they had a black experience, they had a black upbringing, they have a black parent. As far as they're concerned, they've never seen one ounce of white culture in their life growing up. Um, Mm. so they don't even pertain to even refer to themselves as being mixed race. They've referred to themselves as black. I think in Megan's case, she's always referred to herself as a biracial woman. She's clearly at one with her black culture. And And she was raised by her black mom, isn't it? The other side. Exactly. And I think it's very, when people constantly refer to her as the black, the black this or the black princess or the black what have you, I feel it's kind of going against what she has defined herself as. Mm. I get the political blackness and I get for the, the, the debating side of things that mm. people have referred to, especially a lot of black Americans have referred to her as a black woman. Mm. I just think it's important that we um, are specific in that she's a biracial woman. And if it was truly a, a very visual 
a black woman, it would be a very different experience. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if they would have even been able to make it down the altar mm-hmm. because, you know, it's her being very fair, naturally, that has allowed her to, um, to, to be, you know, a part of that family. I don't think if she was visibly black that there would have been even worse articles the dragging yeah the, you know colorism definitely through all got the details there. of her parents and yeah. her black family like all of these things because we know it would be worse because archie was always going to be a very uh light-skinned child this is what as i didn't get a child who has a white dad and a biracial parent who is his mother? I mean, so I've seen throwback genes. The way that they were trying to carry really on, like he'll come like, out as dark as Fifty Cent, was like, just wild. Like, why would you? The the you know the fact that they had concerns. Why would you have a concern about whatever exactly. complexion a child is? And I feel like that really it's, speaks it's to the racism exactly. that is still very much present in in, in that in that prison exactly. in that jail. In that why family. would that even? Why would that even be a consideration for anyone? For anyone? Because as far as you're concerned. Half of that child is your grandson and well. the other half is his wife. So for you to say, oh, concerns, mm. as if you are able to control the outcome of genetics is absolutely wild to me, which means that you're speaking from a racist place. There's nothing in the, on this earth that would ever justify asking about the concerns you have about the complexion the child is going to have unless you are dealing with re- colorism, racism. Like, there's, there's no reason why you would ask that bullshit. Facts. And, and, you know, it's disappointing. I mean, what was that show? Was it Loose Women or one of those where um, they were discussing about the, the comments about the complexion of Archie? And even then, this, the, one of the hosts on there was still trying to white-splain. Oh, well, you know, because it's just like asking if they're going to be ginger or whatever. It's not the same. It is not the same. It is not the same. Would you be concerned that the child is going to be a ginger? You know? Are you going to be concerned that Mm -hmm. the child is going to have blue eyes? Are you going to be concerned that they might, you know, like somebody tweeted, what about the concern for having Prince Charles ears? (laughs) Did anyone have that on on? You know, on on the concerns list, but they're talking about complexion. You know, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. It's racist. The fact that English white people are grappling, holding on for dear life to try and white explain what is something that is so clear and racist as day. To you know, it's absolutely mad, and that's why we say, listen. That's why we say it is absolutely exhausting Facts. trying to explain the existence of racism and the comments and how these things are and then constantly being gaslit by, oh, no, but they must have meant this. Oh, but they must have meant that. Yeah. They were being racist. They are scared that they were going to end up with, you know, a 50 cent lookalike or something like that. Because clearly that's the fear that they must have had that it was going to be a full-blown dark-skinned baby that they would have to contend with in the royal palace i mean it's it's absolutely wild and it's to be honest it's expected it was honestly expected because there's nothing that has been shown to say that they have you know made any growth and Mm -hmm. that's the most disappointing thing was that when i saw megan go in i thought you know what i remember seeing her mum sitting by herself and thinking not even one auntie or cousin 
why is this already feeling like something that is already giving me an impending sense of doom? Yeah, I had an impending sense of doom just seeing her mum by herself and not a single aunt, not a single cousin for company, just to have that, you know, that backup, that person that's supporting you and all by herself as the lone black woman of and mother of that child. That really struck a lot in me and it, it felt like it was going to be, um, I suppose, something very pathetic about it because of the fact that she's still alone. She's still alone. She she doesn't, you know, she's alone in the palace, the sole black woman in those photos, the sole black woman in, in these family pictures, not a single aunt, <laughs> not a, you know. And some of those christening pictures, you had, uh, you know, William and Kate, you had Prince Charles and Camilla, you had um, two of Diana's relatives and Meghan's mother, but you did not have another relative. And I felt something so isolating about that. And, you know, black culture, black culture and weddings, are you mad? You know, like, how many people you would have to work out, okay, who can I, who can I reduce? Yeah. Like, how can I get these numbers down? And to me, that was one of the most hardest things to take because it, it just highlighted as black women, we are always alone in this world when it comes to support in these predominantly white spaces that, you know, the bit of camaraderie that you can get is like, oh shit, there's a fellow black person in this space, you know, until they end up leaving or until they end up getting squeezed out of the organization, you know, and it, it really struck me at the time. And it's really striking me again now because it's just kind of played out like this. Um, so yeah, I've you know it's it's really disappointing to see, but it's unsurprising for me. It's unsurprising. I just hope that they're able to carve out a great life, despite all of this media intrusion. And you know they've got a, a second baby on the way, a little girl. So let them call her Diana. That will give them Pepper. That point that Doctor Schuller had said about you know Harry being the husband that Prince Charles never could be to Diana. You know, he exemplifies that all the time. And look how much Diana would have gone through by herself and still had the foresight to know as a privileged white woman who who was victimised by that family, as a strong person who had her own mind and the threat that she posed was someone who was had her own mind, who naturally touched people, who naturally just had people gravitate towards her charisma and just her light was so bright. And the fact that she had to have that foresight for her children that she knew, as long as you are the heir, you are always going to be protected. William was always going to have more protection than Harry because his entire lineage comes first. All of his children come first in terms of the lineage of kings before you would even look upon Harry. So it was clear he was never going to be king, which means that even as a child, at the young age that Diana's looking at her children, she knows that Harry is going to have less protection in future. So she safeguarded both of their futures with that inheritance. And what was they say? Uh, there was a saying something about <clears throat> the heir always being taken care of and the spare being left. Yeah. For whatever, you know, surplus to requirements. And I feel that that has played out. They've treated Harry like, well, you're not going to become king. So why would you need this protection? Why would your 
uh, lineage need this protection because you're not going to become king. And, you know, I feel like the foresight that she had to make sure that they were taken care of because she knew at some point one of one of them would need to flee. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it, it, it really hits home that she already saw this coming. Um, and, you know, I still feel a way about, obviously, her death. And I do feel yeah. like there was something sinister at play. I don't 100%. feel like it was an accident. A hundred percent. So, yeah, it's 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 a sad state of affairs, honestly. Um, so because can... they had an opportunity to modernise. Yeah, they and did. And they did not. They they really you know, did. That would have been that would have been the key. But again, it go, it, it just goes to show key. how the eve, the the unwillingness to you know, um, accept equality, um, and accept inclusivity. That is, that is you know this this country, and like you like not only did you say it, but they said also in the interview that there's the powers that be and the institution. Maybe like th- these two was even saying you know Li- Queen Elizabeth she's always nice and whatever. Maybe like this mm. royal family aren't even maybe they're completely irrelevant, and that and that to me is yeah. even scarier. I would much rather Maybe know that Queen Lizzie hanging by a thread, right? And I would much rather up be by these exactly. Powers. I would mu- yeah. I would find way more like comfort in knowing this family that I can see are are dickheads, and they're the reason why this is happening and that. It's way scarier to think that I don't even know who is behind exactly everything, Faceless and they're just there. Individuals, do you yes. get? Um, and that's, I do wanna... and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just going to say, I do want to um, speak about, you know, we, we spoke when um, in reference to the, the questions that were asked about the color of the skin and things like that. And it's been in the media. A lot of people have said, you know, it's just it's casual racism. And some people, especially in the black community, <laughs> have been saying, you know, um, uh, not just in the black community, but just everyone has been saying that casual racism, like it doesn't exist. And I actually no. completely disagree with that. And I think that it, the thing I is, think we have to think about who actually coined that phrase. Who coined that? Do you know phrase? what? Because I don't, I don't even... recall black people ever saying, you know what, that racism that I was inflicted upon me, it was the casual kind. This is mm. the elite kind. This is the midweight kind. Because racism is racism. But it's, racism, it's another way of being able to play down the violence that is um, See, you know, I don't even feel like it plays it down. People. I actually, I think when we I look at it... I feel it does. Cause casual. Casual it is like relaxed. Casual, like, casual literally casual means... Casual for dress code. Yeah, but casual, casual literally dress code. means relaxed yeah. and unconcerned or it, it's done without much thought. I actually feel like that's mm. way scarier. Because you're you're actually comfortable and relaxed and just doing it like it's okay. Oh yeah, it, it is so very I actually scary. Feel like but that the is... fact is the the fact the term even exists means that people have tried to say, oh well, you didn't have a burning cross on the front of your lawn. You just had someone say, ah, oh, you're a bit dark, aren't you, or some mm-hmm. shit like that. You know, or some light form of racism, racism light, like, you know, Coke diet. Like, who makes this up? Because racism is racism. But in order to make it seem like, 
oh, it was just a bit of casual racism, you know, just like, oh, see, that the older generation, is for you know how is, they are. It's just, just it's is, playing things down. It's, it's allowing violence to happen to people to, in the name of casual racism. Casual is for dress code, not for racism, you know. See, I, I, I also think wear, it's for racism, though. Know? I really do think it is, because like you said, it's not just a burning, a big cross. Like, to me, racism isn't like... Actually, do you know what? It, it, unfortunately, it, it, it is a spectrum. It is a spectrum. You get... I mean, there, there, there are levels of violence, for sure. Yes, but, but it's all I violence, the and term, you can still The term in get, itself... Yeah. You can but still the term get... You can still feel the fire. It's always... Yeah, it's always used as a way to play down the violence racist upon will. people racist will. of colour and black people. That is, and that I feel is who says it more. It's not, it, you don't really tend to get black people to say, oh, it was an incident of casual racism. You know, oh, this is what they've done. Oh, it was a bit of casual racism. No, we're not the ones that are describing it that way. It's the violators who are. You know, they're yeah. saying it, they're playing it down. They're the ones in HR saying, oh, it was just a bit of this. You know, they're the ones in, uh, you know, incidents. I'll be like, oh, well, they just done that. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like they called you this. That it in still itself kills, is violent babe. because it's saying, it still it's, kills. it's saying that we acknowledged how, how bad we can be, but you need to take this casual one because it could have been a lot worse for you. That's that's what it's saying, and it's it's all violence. It's all violence. It's all it racism. Is. Don't it accept is. it. Don't allow anyone to 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 um, minimize the impact of what that does because it's it's just as violent as I've, any other yeah, form of racism. It's I still going to affect you in your head. Facts. You know. It's, it's, I think it's equally it's as I feel like I do feel like many people are using this the word casual as if you know. It makes, it does play it down. Whereas, like I said, I actually feel like it does the reverse. The fact that it is something that you can do casually speaks to the, Mm. to the, to to how loud and how Mm -hmm. aggressive it, 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 and how, how unbothered you are. Cause it's something you're just casually doing. Like, yes, you do not need to, like for me, I think that's. People said, oh, well, it was just casual. Well, the fact that it, we've got to a place where you can casually just do this, yeah. for me, is crazy. And I would probably be way... I'd probably be way more offended if I experienced casual racism as opposed to someone being like, oh, you nigger, or whatever. I'd be like, are you dumb? Like, oh, like I yeah. still want to fight. I mean, but the thing is, it's it's all bad because the thing is, it affects people in different ways, and that's the 100%. thing. And when it's more ins- when it's more insidious, mm. um, it just uh, the allowing of calling it casual, and it's oh, it's just so minor. Don't just dust it off, shake it off. It means that you're paving the way it's for even wilder, more violent things to happen later as well. See, as I feel well like casual is like, just you know, as violent. I really do it feel is. like it's. I it feel is. like it's, it's just. It's all bad. And the fact that it's you can say bad. the fact that like literally the definition of casual means you're relaxed, so you can re- be exactly. relaxed and be relaxed. racist. Racism. That's it. That's that's to me is relaxed. even worse. So you're not even vexed. So it's not even like I've pissed you off and mm. now you want to be racist. You're relaxed and you're and you're being a dick. It's casual. That is to it's me. Casual I'm like, as opposed to <sighs> formal racism. Formal racism. Ah. Uh, Another so, thing that yeah, I wanted it's, to, it's, I, it's I definitely wanted to, um, uh, I think, especially this is sp- specifically for the black community, 
especially when I look back on that 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 situation that we've had with um what the those two girls' names, Candice and Rochelle uh, Humes, and colorism. I believe that yes. colorism, um, colorism is definitely something, in my opinion, that has been born because of racism. Racism. Mm-hmm. It's been born to 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 serve um, white people to to allow white supremacy to function. However, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I feel like colorism has bled into our community where now we fight amongst each other and bring each other, tear each other down because of colorism, which ultimately aids white supremacy. What I feel like this situation has allowed us to do, well, I hope it does allow the black community um, to learn is that yes everyone experienced racism completely different completely different yes dark-skinned people get it the quote-unquote the worst even though i hate the you know the whole struggle olympics um uh theory behind racism behind racism and how oh i've got it harder than you yes of course dark-skinned uh people get it quote unquote worse but what I feel like this situation hopefully um, demonstrates is that even though everyone is out here calling Megan white passing um, you know she's quote unquote light skin and da 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 this woman despite it's a, being it's with a, a different prince, set of privileges that come with it yeah, but it doesn't still stop racism exact, exactly. but it definitely is a level of privilege that still comes with and it and this lady still wanted thing. to commit suicide so I feel like this is definitely exactly. something that our community, like not even just the whites, I feel like this is something that we, whilst mm-hmm. choosing these fights, we need to understand that, yes, some people are afforded some things, but at the end of the day, the evil and the construct that is racism will still have the whitest, yeah. the lightest the, the racism of, will of black. Still prevail. <laughs> we'll it still have still a, a bitch, I, uh, uh, not a bitch, With, but a lady out here mm. thinking I'm pregnant, but I still with how fair I am, I still want to take my life. And I feel like that speaks a lot. And I feel like that is something that should hopefully unify us all as black and brown people a Mm -hmm. a bit more because... I agree. I agree. (sighs) Understand what the differences are. Mm. Understand what levels of privileges that there have been and the colorism that that was born out of. But also understand that we're all dealing with racism. And that's that's ultimately the biggest final boss exactly. out of all of these things. And, you know, I do feel at certain times that, I think in the interview that she'd referred to not doing any research on the royal family. Mm. I thought that bit was naive. Yeah. Um, I completely understand if it's a thing where you want to get your first impression yeah. with, that isn't like a, a completely pure, unadulterated yeah. first impression so that you don't have it sport by looking at tabloid headlines or looking at this or that. But I still feel like it was important to know what you're getting into. Facts. And this is not just any old family. This yeah. is not just a matter of Hollywood famous in it this is a completely this is different a, this construct. is history this is like <laughs> exactly this is a historical yes. powerful family that has been around for the ages and the fact that you know you're marrying into you know that history of commonwealth of colonialization you know what has been wrecked upon africa um to south america to the subcontinent of india like all of these violations like mm-hmm. you know 
they conquered pretty much the world basically. violated at least pretty much most of the world bar 22 countries yeah i think that's an important thing to check on before you marry into <laughs> something as vast and and as huge and powerful as a royal family um that is one of europe's oldest surviving royal families yeah. let's not forget what the french did let's yeah. not forget what the spanish did like you know so there's a reason why they're still out here and you need to know what is the power behind that you need to know what am i marrying into literally you know, what are my children going to be growing up in you know what is my mum getting dragged into because it's not just a matter of the of you two it's about you marry the family. family you marry the family exactly you marry everyone you you are invested so i felt like that was a bit naive it but was at the same time naive. i understand that notion of getting a first impression but i feel like you know just like amanda seals i saw a video of her there today she says you know we rep we be doing checks and balances on just regular ass people let alone an entire royal family you know that you haven't done any due diligence no research no checks no just well let me just see let me just do a little read up you know what's my mother-in-law gonna be yeah i don't even know if i fully even believe that i can't i can't lie i don't know whether i I fully believe that i don't want to you know question her telling the truth or not but she took it as a thing where because for all we know we don't know how she grew up in that mentality and you know i think because she she grew up in la yeah and she's american and Mm. there's that notion of i was used to seeing famous people all the time that is to them royalty is just fame yes is they may not see beyond the point of fame and i think just like with, with americans their their royalty are celebrities Mm. we've got celebrities and royalty and i think that you know they're not just famous but they've been installed there for a reason and perhaps that might have been the naivety as thinking of them just as famous people and you know yeah i've seen famous people all the time and but Mm. it's not the same it's not the same and you know that i feel that bit was a mistake you know but here we are 100 percent oh so um Many different like celebrities have obviously come out to show their support and uh, question certain things. One of them being Jamelia. Um, and she, I don't know if you heard about this, she uh, tweeted and she added both um, uh, Good Morning Britain and ITV just saying that this... Uh, oh, is it that this is why she left? This we... is why she left, etc., etc. Right. And then they, both of them unfollowed her. Yes. Who did? ITV and Good Morning Britain unfollowed her after she tweeted what she tweeted. And she was like, well, wow. okay then. Well, yeah, so that goes a lot to speak um, about uh, these corporations. One thing I found interesting, you've probably seen this. I, uh, Good Morning Britain and ITV had put uh, a load of money into this mental health campaign. Uh, to yes. Which, yes. To which I, um, I was talking about this the other day. Yeah. Yeah, and yes. obviously, um, Pierce Morgan came on and did the complete, the polar opposite to all of this money that they're allegedly, you know, not allegedly, this money that they're putting toward this campaign to help uh, raise money for uh, mental health and things of that nature. But <laughs> if they really stood by their values and things of that nature they i personally don't think they would have uh pierce morgan on the show um i definitely don't think they would have unfollowed jamelia 
Um, and I definitely think That's after spiteful. it is spiteful, and it, it really does show because the world because that could have actually been a conversation which they don't want to say. Have. You know what? We've had you on in the studio before, plenty of times, mm-hmm. different shows. Let's have that conversation. Air what you have to say. But the fact that they unfollowed her, which is almost like I suppose, uh, it was very telling. Say, right, we're not we're not dealing with you again, even it was if there very were future telling. opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very very telling. Especially because, mm. obviously, um, Piers Morgan today left after being, you know, really handed his ass on a plate um, by the three queens. Um, then followed by, Tr- is her name Trisha? Trisha also Trisha got Goddard. him together. Yeah, yeah. Trisha got, her yep. to- got him together. And then uh, the guy yeah. that I was actually going to give Melanin Magnificence to, um, Alex, is it Beresford? Yes, Burstford. that's it, Alex Burstford, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was the one that finally made the little, well, the big old toddler walk off and then allegedly quit. And ITV said nothing about that. They've, they've said n- nothing. They released a statement and it was, yeah, we've that got nothing leaving, to add. That. We're leaving, that's that. And um, to me, that is scary. The, the, all of these things added together, the fact that they're putting money so it looks like, you know, they're trying to help mental health things and whatnot. It's very much for, it seems performative, because if that was mm. really the case, you wouldn't have unfollowed Jamelia. You would have had something to say when Pierce Morgan quit. And you definitely wouldn't have even had Pierce Morgan on there. And you wouldn't, like, you would have probably fired him instead of allowing him to walk off and then say nothing. So to me, it's, it says a lot about those companies and organizations from the looks of it it seemed very much to me um and there were some comments and tweets about it that were kind of alluding to the fact that apparently itv um asked him to apologize Apologize. because there Mm -hmm. were at least forty-one thousand and counting um, complaints Mm -hmm. complaints to ofcom um and he refused to apologize so he would have had to quit apparently his contract was coming close to an end i think during this year anyway um but yeah i mean he should have been fired for that you know how are you going to have a mental health initiative that is supporting people through a very tough time during lockdown exactly um with all kinds of mental Mm. health problems and then on top of that if you're with an abusive partner if you're with uh, an extended family that is very hard to take like you know the royals are at the moment you know the, like they are so concerned with the fucking skin you... color of their grandkids exactly and then you want to exactly. call her a liar so you want to call her a liar because you, you couldn't get your dick wet all because he couldn't hey, get his... Listen. Let's, it's not even in get... Listen, we're not even in the listen. get the belt segment yet. We're not even in the get the belt segment yet. it was never going to be there. It was never going to be there. It was never going to be that. Trust never. me. Never. But yes, that's my get the belt as well. So... In it. Um, let's get... Do you know what? Let's leave that... Yeah. We, we, I've had enough yeah. speaking about them old people there in, in that in that jail they call a palace that, the, 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 that Britain wants to so desperately turn into a Tesco's. <laughs> Listen, I think Greg's have got first dibs, haven't they? Nah, do you know what? I want them to make it. I want them to make it. A, 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 either if they make it at Tesco's, I want it to be a whole world food section. The whole thing. I don't want to see no not like no regular regular foods. I want the whole thing to it sell. Really, you whole, know what? It should really be housing, housing to help support the people who are come being on, homeless and are dealing with that 
Come on, because you can get or, both. Or, you can, or a, I mean, a, a Tesco are all about that development now life anyway. They're Stop about it. that development life. Is how it? many how many properties have come up with their Tesco it's metros so underneath? It's so they true. go hand in hand. They're developers. It's so true. Let them. I wouldn't work. mind a little black yeah. gay a gay bar, a little black gay bar. That could be cute too. <laughs> hey, got that would be a bougie land. ass. They got plenty hey. of land. Ooh, they that got, would be a cute got little the spot. Land. Listen, they got the land, Victoria. Yeah, ah. used to be a spot for Raven. So, yeah. Ah, uh, well, that is that. That's the that on that from us for now, because otherwise we'll be here for hours mm. and hours. Let's mm, let's mm, step mm, on mm. into let's step on into uh, get the belt. So I feel like not only were our melanin magnificence the same uh, babes, I feel like we're gonna give the belt to the same person. So you know, mm-hmm. ladies right. first, ladies first. <laughs> Who do you mean, give your belt to? to say, I mean, <laughs> how many years of racism and misogyny and sexism and just overall bad behavior and just vile, disgusting incidents from you know overseeing a a dead girl's phone being tapped to all of these sexist retorts to racism you know there's been it's been a catalogue of things it's never been just a matter of oh what's the latest violation of Piers Morgan it's just been overall violations over a period of years and decades and it's just like when is this vile man really gonna truly be you know get the fuck out of here when is he gonna be deplatformed what you know the only value he represents to these networks is the ability to um to be uh disruptive hateful you know it's it's not like there's there's not other there's so many other broadcasters who have got the gift of being able to analyze and break up challenge. and disrupt debate mm-hmm. and challenge and say get to the bottom of it and rattle these politicians like they need to be rattled you know he's not unique at that and mm-hmm. the times that people give him his little bit of kudos to say oh you know what Piers really grilled that mp so what um, you know, the time he did something where he referred to Black Lives Matter or he said something positive about, you know, something that was just a basic humanity thing. Mm. And people are like, oh, you know what? Piers ain't so bad. You know, every now and again he comes through. No, fuck Piers Morgan. Because doing a little bit of decency every now and again when you are fully indecent is not a way of trying to win people over. You mm. know, it's, that's just basic humanity of showing you know what this is actually a disgusting thing that happened you know black people are going through it and people are clapping and cheering like what the fuck and so all of these catalog of violations and then you get to the Meghan and Harry situation and I feel like the biggest violation to me is not even the expected racism and sexism and the fact that even on the show not that I've ever watched it but I've obviously seen clips on the Twitter time yeah 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 um and even then, before we even get into the Megan situation, how has he continuously treated his co-host? But these people will cape for him, continuously interjecting, talking over, no respect for her voice, no respect Susanna, for whatever her, name her is. wanting to get mm-hmm. a point in. Susanna, who's actually been an enabler of his bad behaviour. Yeah, I agree. Because what what points did I hear that she was saying out loud? At what times was she ever in the head fully she was saying the most. that man? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She wasn't even a wing woman. She was half a wing. You know, she weren't she weren't pre- presenting a credible counter. So 
to me, she might as well have gone as well. Because what well, purpose are you serving? Let's base? really wipe the you know slate I mean? clean. What exactly? Destroy and rebuild. That that's been another thing about let's follow the let's follow that, the crime's footsteps. You know <laughs> exactly. You know I don't care about all these people. So no, it's not the same without peers. Go about your business. You know, bring in new people that would actually make it interesting to say. You know what? I might actually check for that Good Morning Britain. You know, in it. How about bring um, on Miles Hart? <laughs> Exactly. I would tune in, but I feel you're too good for them, my dear. Honestly, yeah. you're too good. You'd have to. You would have to do full on revamp. <laughs> everything. Everything. Set change. Wardrobe change. Oh, you know that. You know that. Oh, everything. the wardrobe would be fire. Hey, listen, listen, listen. You know the drippy drippy. Hey. <laughs> But anyway, I digress. I digress. Yes, this is um, get the belt. <laughs> about your future showbiz entertainment career. But um, yeah, she, I feel she should have just got that same way. Um, because what were you really doing, babes? Like, what were you what were really you doing out here? You were just what enabling you bad behavior and your voice was not standing out. You weren't coming across as if you were standing up for anybody. So that's how I feel about Susanna. Um, despite the fact that apparently she's upset he's gone and it was in tears. Like, why would you I be could upset see about this vile tyrant not being by your side any longer who was constantly overshadowing whatever modicum of talent she did have? I'm sorry, oh. because it wasn't coming through for me. So, you know, maybe by herself, we can see where it will come through. I don't know, but I won't be watching anyway. But to get into the, to the thick of it, you know... Piers Morgan was allowed to leverage an entire TV network for personal bitter resentment towards a woman that spurned him. And that was the biggest violation to me because the world is full of spurned men. Yeah? Yeah. Let's get that straight. Yeah. But the fact is, and, you know, there are powerful ones that are able to to block women and, you know, are able to, you know, block their entire careers because they're like mm. you turn me down right that's it you know emotional responses to something that is out of your control so yeah. instead of actually Real allowing small dick these energy. women to flourish yeah and even Real though there's so many cases energy. these mm. are women that would have been amazing for their organizations that would yeah. have generated more money for their organizations but they would rather still choose a bruised ego over even just capitalism do you know what yeah. i mean do you know how ridiculous that sounds that you, you know, whether it's racism you're choosing over that, whether it's a, a, a bruised ego and your sexism and misogyny over that, that to me, that's the wildest thing. And to see that how ITV played a part in that by having this mental health initiative and allowing him to spew absolute vitriol and leverage them to continuously dig the knife in at Megan, a woman who probably was never actually in a date she would be saying that shit as a media Listen, meeting let me meet let that me was just work. do my meet and greet and then she was her to my work party. <laughs> babe that Facts. would work yeah she was at and work babe the fact he screenshotted the basic basic tweet yeah that was just a nice to meet you or whatever it was yeah holding that shit close to his heart probably been left <laughs> on red how many yeah. times are two blue ticks? Facts. And you're waging this war against this woman who's pregnant, who's been through suicidal thoughts, who's had to deal with all amounts of racism. And, you know, mm. you saw those things with all those headlines, complete vitriol, that all yep. go back to him. 
continuously bitter about and also a very married man as well so what were you expecting my g like honestly very much because what was your wife exactly (sighs) do you know what i'm saying so i don't want to comment on the picture that i saw of his wife because that's not Mm -hmm. for today and i don't (laughs) want to be bad mind so i will just keep it moving and catwalk past the jpeg that i saw on the timeline floating around because i wasn't ready especially when megan's picture was compared next to it no. so we will move along oh my god but the B-B-B-B-S- all, I, yes, all i'm gonna say is i get it but you should have had a conversation if you weren't happy in your marriage yeah Boom. so i you know i just find i just find that the most wildest violation you know the racism ex- all that shit it's not like it's new to us when it comes to Piers Morgan but I, mm-hmm. I just never expected to see an entire network media publishing all be leveraged at this one woman that you're attacking because you got left on red that's what yep. the, the crux of this is is that you're upset this woman aired you that's it wow um, and D- Daily Mail or daily fail, a you know oh. what they're otherwise known as. They have to meet their reckoning as well. Like, come on, it can't continue that they get used for these purposes and leverage mm. like that as well. You know, for all of this racism and vitriol and and bile that essentially, you know, they make stupid amounts of money off. Yeah, you know, all of these royal column inches make big money because people mm. want to read it people want to get into the tea and you know it's disgusting Absolutely well they've disgusting. got the tea this week they've got the hey, real tea listen that good, the real tea the real tea the honest tea not these lies exactly well i was so. gonna go and give the belt to, to, to piers morgan but i really felt like <laughs> you sip that drink girl you sip you sip <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like you handled, I feel like you executed that belt. Like, I feel like you've left you me with nothing what? to there say. You know what? There is always more pepper for peers. So please, please feel free. Please feel free. I mean, I honestly, I feel like you really handled it. But I was just going to, I was going to say the same thing as you. Um, For me, it's just surprising that. But then again, when you look at our fucking society, to be, you know, an overweight white man with uh, uh, little coins and to be a bully and to have that amount, that sheer amount of toxic masculinity in every crevice mm-hmm. of your being and be such a bigoted racism, racist, sorry. It just doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that you are at the top of, you know, a structure somewhere or the face of it because look exactly. at the royal family like this is how exactly. this is this is how to make it here you know like exactly. <laughs> look so, he, he went to america he was able to tap a, a dead girl's phone yeah whether or not he literally yeah. did it apparently there's still talk that said that he didn't actually say it but let it fall on his head because he was the person overseeing a lot of things yeah but the fact is he was able to still fail upwards still able to get these bookings and gigs in mm-hmm. america still able to fly back over here and then mm-hmm. good morning britain get these daily mail columns and all the rest of it so i just i'm intrigued it's not to see it, what happens with what happens with him next like who's who's gonna try and pick him up because they will get more pepper be themselves someone, yeah. because 
Listen, I'm telling you, but there'll be someone out there, some organization that would be like, you know what, that guy's ability to rattle people and make but numbers. Can, yeah. We need that. We need that. You know, someone is gonna pick him up. I it's just a shame. I just hope he's left for dead more time and people just say, you know what, you're too much. We don't want that kind of toxicity in our organization. But unfortunately, these things sell. Mm. Stinking attitudes like mm-hmm. his are still um, prized assets to a lot of media and publishing yeah. places. So I just I just hope that he is left uh, so that he can wither away because, it, you know, he's such a vile man, honestly. Yeah, he's got a lot and, of learning, yeah. a lot of unlearning and then a lot of learning to do. I don't even know if that's possible. I feel some people aren't incapable of unlearning and when they get to the certain generation, the only way they'll unlearn is when they literally die out. So that so that their oh. old ways and their toxicity can die out with them. Because I feel like, you know, it's not our it's not our job to do to have to teach and help white people unlearn racism unless mm-hmm. that is your specific job and you're working job, in DNI yeah. space. And you are getting and paid are <laughs> to do getting so. Getting paid the appropriate, you know, remuneration Fee. and you are able to leave and mentally be free from yep. doing that task and doing that work, I understand it. But it's not, it's not, it's every not day. the general black population's job to have to educate. So, you know, we have to exercise our own boundaries and self-care. Um, and, and, and that's why, you know, another reason why um, that Dr. Shola and Gina Yashere and Kalechi, you know, were, are, you know, black excellence and melanin magnificence of the week because we know how tiring that is to power yourself up to go into these spaces to have to argue for these things and that's why it was such a great moment because it's rare that we get those moments unless they're in our own spaces not on prime time sky news yes yeah Um, yeah so yeah yeah definitely wow well Nemi Ray it's been it's been an amazing time having you on here. Like, it's been I've fabulous. loved. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it since like I messaged you. Um, obviously, it couldn't happen. Yeah, when it, happened like, because it would just whatever, feel whatever. like our typical conversation. So I was well, just like, yeah, yes, let's do it. <laughs> let's just chat. But like, honestly, like, yes. thank you so much. Like, you just spoke so much truth. Um, I feel like so many people can learn from you from not only what of the things that you think and know of the world in terms of like society and stuff, but even just in your in your career, like like just crazy inspirational. Um, and it's yeah, just thanks for coming on here and just drop drop some gems, making me laugh, Thank you, Mark. educating. It's been fabulous. You know, we always you know? love spending time together and and having these convos so it's it's dope it's dope honestly so much love to you and yes not gmb but another tv screen i want to be seeing yeah. you soon for sure yes yeah in yes. jesus name come on now yes come through um but yes um i'm gonna drop obviously i'm gonna drop all of your links in the episode uh note so you can go and follow my girl share some love show some support um, Thank you. Is there anything that you want to like share with us? Have we got anything coming up? Obviously, you said that you're working on your project. Is there anything 
Um, yeah, just working on my projects and stuff. So, um, what's coming up at the moment? Um, it's just usual work stuff at the moment. I'm just looking forward to, mm-hmm. I will be launching Nocturnus. I haven't got the specific date. So I guess just keep an eye on my channels because I will be posting it on my Instagram and all the rest of it and tweeting that out. So it'll be like a soft launch of going online. So yeah, I guess that will be upcoming because I want to do that within at least the next month or two. Cool. Um, so yeah, that will be something I'll be looking forward to. I'll be looking forward to spring, brighter days, British summertime hey, yep. is coming. Sunset is already shifted you know. from 4pm till 6. I'm telling you. And soon it's going to be 7, girl. I already see on the rooftop with our, with our <laughs> drinks in, in hand. I am you already ready. know. I am ready for the summer. Yes, uh. honestly. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me at the moment. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to stay alive and appreciate and be mindful of the fact that we've actually come a long way. We have. Because it was a very dark period and yeah. not everyone made it out yeah and i just feel i just appreciate everything about life i mean i always did but i think even the most tiniest thing is just like wow you know being able to see a friend is going to be like wow yeah you know going out eating al fresco or going to a restaurant or whatever the kind of group activity or whatever it's gonna it's just gonna be a wow moment it is um because we we have been you know so out of the loop for so mm. long so yeah i'm just appreciating everything and everybody i appreciate you naomi i appreciate you too Maji. you know you know it's love so i'm looking forward to catching up it's been yeah, a minute it has. like wow 20 what 2020 it might have even been 2019 when no was i think i no i was it early 2020 we it was it was it was it was summer 2020 when we were allowed to be in groups of six so we had a group of six in 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 the in the garden yes in the garden yes in i remember garden. yes in fact i need to post those images because i've got that really cool lockdown summer stuff so that is another oh God, thing yeah, i need you to did, do yeah, you did. You i have not posted that shame. content yeah oh, i have not posted that content and yes in your full baby boy vibes so yeah we need to put some of that out for sure but yes uh, thank you and i'll definitely be doing some more come summertime oh you know i'll be there and i want i need to come over and cook my jollof but you know but i need to i need to come over and cook and cook and drink (laughs) definitely uncle ray and his nephew and his nephew will be in attendance send their regards Well, thank you once again, Amy, so much for coming on to get the belt. It's much been a love, pleasure having you here. Thank you. Um, remember, if you aren't subscribed, subscribe to the ting, share the ting. Um, yeah, you've been listening to Get the Belt, Home of Melanin Magnificence, Kingdom of Belts. And I have been your host, Miles, and I've been joined by the beautiful Naomi Ray. Give her a follow on all of the socials, them. And yeah, have a good week. You have been listening to Get the Belt. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.